This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. BRAC is a development success story spreading solutions born in Bangladesh to 10 other countries around the world. A global leader in creating opportunity for the world's poor, it now impacts on the lives of 126 million people. BRAC was launched in 1972 as a limited relief operation by Safazli Hassan Abed in a remote Bangladesh village. He took his leadership seminar audience through the way BRAC creates an ecosystem in which the poor have the chance to seize control of their own lives. It's an holistic development approach geared towards inclusion, using tools like microfinance, education, healthcare, legal services and community empowerment. Frugal, Jugard innovation plays an important role. Two examples, transporting vaccines in banana skins rather than refrigerators and ultra-low-cost classrooms where the emphasis is on education. So Fazli's theme was the role of innovation in developing countries, so clearly it is important. Yes, I think social innovation is important for developing countries because they, we must find newer ways of alleviating poverty. There has been many attempts in the past for alleviating poverty, but we, poverty still remains um, endemic and large sections of the population are still poor. So we must find newer ways of getting people out of poverty. And one of the things that we did, for example, was microfinance, financial services. We thought poor people needed access to financial services. Most poor people didn't have that before. So when they one needed money, they had to borrow from moneylenders at a very high interest rate. And they were not able to repay that kind of interest, the principal and the interest and ultimately had to lose their land and property, whatever they had, so became even pauperized in the process. When you started BRAC, you had, I suppose, in some respects, the benefit of the country emerging from war. Therefore, there was a huge demand. War creates a, a, a situation where fragile states need more resources, more institutional capacity, government themselves are not prepared to tackle all the problems. So you need many actors, uh, private sector, government, the, the social sector, we call ourselves social sector, um, to work together to build a nation. So, so there is more opportunities when you are coming out of a war or a, or a natural disaster and so on to try and help in a country. For example, right now in South, South Sudan, you have a new government with very few resources, not many trained people. Uh, you, want to, you want to get every children into school, but there's not enough teachers. There's, you cannot, they don't, there's not enough, uh, not only trained teachers, but enough high school graduates to be trained as teachers. So there's a huge problem of of uh, education in South Sudan right now. Is the model that you have produced through BRAC going to work elsewhere or does it have to be modified? You've mentioned South Sudan, so does it have to be modified for that? Well, South Sudan, for example, I mean, we, we, we have good experience of educating children in Bangladesh. South Sudanese children also need education. So obviously, 
our technique of providing education, in other words, in other, in other words child-centered education would be very useful for South Sudan. But it has to be done in another language, so in their own language. So the BRAC uh, model has to be adapted to that country's context, its own curricula that the government has decided on, and in the language in which the children understand. So, so all three things has to be done. But ultimate, but the essential elements of teaching learning, child-centered learning, is is important. So we'll transmit what will BRAC will transmit for Bangladesh experience is child-centered teaching learning, and of course the curriculum will be different and the and the textbooks would be different in that culture. You talked of starting things moving in Bangladesh, and I think you, you, you kind of admitted that you actually got one thing wrong, and that was that you didn't talk to the men, you didn't get men involved in, yes. in the child-centric yes. side right. of things. No, I, I think I went wrong because that project, so that was correcting the, uh, the, the, the design fault in the project itself. When we conceived it, it was only women. So when we ultimately came to realize that this is, a, this is not going to work unless we get the men in also in the, in the process, then we took the, took, took the corrective action to make it effective. So that's what I meant by to be effective, you have to do a lot of course correction if it's needed. And then once you are effective, then and then only you can think of being efficient and scaling up and things like that. And this year's um, Clinton Global Initiative, they had the theme of the conference was designed for impact. So I said, how can you have impact when there are millions of people in poverty and you want to alleviate poverty, unless you scale up, it is no, not going to have an impact nationally. You can have small, small projects done but, but scaling up is absolutely essential to have an impact. So that's what uh, President Clinton said, that we are doing work, but are we having impact in, in, in whatever areas that we are working on? You place a great deal of emphasis on what I would term market research, knowing who you're helping, who you're trying to help, and what you're doing to help them. You talked about the, the dynamics of the power structure. Right. This is very important. If you want to help poor people, you need to understand who are they, why are they poor, who, how the resource flow within the village, uh, who is going to benefit from uh, a community um, infrastructure. Supposing you uh, dig a canal to make one crop land, three crops uh, producing land because you have taken irrigation to that land, but who owns the land matters very much. Is the landowner going to benefit a lot? But is the worker who work on the land, are they going to benefit very much? So you have to look at all these things in order to do development. Who is going to benefit from what you, what you do? One thing that caught my attention was your reference to bananas. Yes. Well, uh, we thought that banana is a, is a good insulator. So if, if you can keep your vials of vaccines, inside a ripe banana, it will keep to that temperature for at least 24 hours without, without going, uh, you know, rising temperature. So it was a good uh, insulator, the ripe, we found the ripe banana. So instead of trying to get uh, a fridge which produces some ice 
you had to devise something in the village to be able to do that. And there were plenty of bananas. <laughs> yeah, we have country bananas, so we could produce bananas. bananas. I suppose in some respects that's the epitome of Jugard innovation. Yes, wherever, wherever you find uh, an answer to a problem, you use it and, and make it happen. For example, when we started um, education, we looked at ch ch children uh, not being educated, not coming to school, not getting good quality education. So, we, so if we thought that we needed to set up schools which has got five classrooms, we needed teachers who are graduates, who are trained as teachers, then it will take time, bricks and mortar, building the school, getting the graduation of the teachers, train them well. Uh, we, we, we didn't bother about that. But we said that in the village we'll have a one-room school, the village will hire hire the play the the one room one room from any villager who would build it for us. It doesn't have to be brick built. It could be just bamboo mats and 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 corrugated iron sheets on top. Once we got a place for children to sit and the teacher to be able to teach, so we looked at teachers, high school educated teachers. We gave them training and we followed them up with two visits every week. We gave them refresher course once a month. So we upgraded as the teachers also upgraded their skills as they went on teaching children. So that's how we did it. So it's, it's, it was, so we set up uh, 1.2 million children in our schools with 35,000 one-teacher schools. And we provided teachers training and then we provided monthly refresher courses. So there are thousands of uh, supervisors who supervise these schools twice a week so that quality of teaching and learning was high. So, so we wanted education, not necessarily school buildings, not necessarily anything else. The education was the main thing we wanted to have our children to have access to and we, we expanded our program fast. That was Sir Fazli Hassan Abed. This programme was produced by Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.